Good morning, church. We are in week number three of our series called The Carols, and today we are going to be looking at another one of the classic Christmas carols. Today we're going to look at Away in a Manger. Away in a Manger was originally published in 1885 in a Lutheran Sunday school curriculum, and since that time it has been sung in churches, school programs, Christmas plays, all around uh, the world. Well, there's a little bit of a controversy kind of surrounding who wrote this. Martin Luther, the, who's the, known as the father of the Reformation movement, was originally credited with this song, but now it appears that it wasn't him that actually wrote it. So there's a little bit of a mystery to actually who wrote Away in a Manger, but there's no mystery to those that have been blessed by, by its lyrics. And so today, uh, Shane and Shayla McKenzie are going to bless us with Away in a Manger. Thank you, Shane and Shayla. Beautiful. There was a little bit of uh, confusion. Who was going to get to sing this song? It was either me or Shane and Shayla. So what do you think? We made the right choice? There's a phrase in that song that I want us to kind of zero in on today. The little Lord Jesus. Now, what I want us to, to look at is not just the little six-pound, eight-ounce little Lord Jesus of Ricky Bobby, you know, and the Talladega Knights, the one that he prayed to. But today, I want to focus on the Lordship of Christ. And this maybe isn't one of the, the feel-good type 
Christmas sermons that you're going to come away with a warm, fuzzy feeling. Hopefully, you're going to feel challenged. Because this is not an easy subject to deal with, the little Lord Jesus. So, but we have to acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. In fact, 740 times in the New Testament alone, Jesus is referred to as Lord. So can we at least agree on that fact that Jesus is Lord today before we go any further? Okay, so let's say that together. Jesus is Lord. I'm not even sure I believed you on that one. Let's try it again. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. I, I'm starting to believe one more time. Jesus is Lord. Let's hear it. Jesus is Lord. Okay, I believe that. What does that really mean? In Luke's classic account of the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2, we see the first mention of Jesus as Lord in verse 10. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. That's the first mention of Jesus being Lord. Now, the big question that I want to deal with today is, okay, so we've acknowledged the fact that Jesus is Lord, but what does that really mean for us today? How do we put that into practical use today? What's it mean that Jesus is Lord in everyday life? Is he the Lord of your marriage? Is he the Lord of your money? Is he the Lord of your work time? What about when you're out fighting the Christmas crowd shopping? Is Jesus still the Lord of your life then? What does it mean to make Jesus Lord? There's a Greek word here that is used for Lord. It's kurios. Kurios means supreme in authority, controller, Lord. Now, for some of, I'm not going to say some of us, but some people have this problem with control issues. Okay? Maybe you're, a, I don't know if you call it a control freak or a, just a micromanager. There's some tests on the internet. If you want to know if you're a control freak, just type that in, take the test. But maybe an easier, quicker way is just ask your spouse, am I a control freak? Am I a controller? Let me tell you, if you ever go on vacation with somebody that's a controller, you will know it because they will set out the itinerary when you leave the hotel, where you eat, what you'll do for the day. And you don't have to make any decisions at all because they completely take over. If you're not married and, and maybe you want to know if I'm in control, ask a trusted friend that will be honest with you. Say, do I have control issues? Because a lot of us have control issues. Some of us don't even want to ride in a car with somebody else if we're not driving because we don't trust them. Nobody can drive as good as me. Nobody else gets to control the remote at my house. Nobody gets to control the thermostat at my house. So you want to know if you've got control issues? Look at some of those things. We don't like to give up. We want to be in control. So what does it mean to make Jesus Lord? Well, technically we don't, okay? God's already made Jesus Lord. We just have to surrender to Him as our Lord. 
because he's already Lord. So when we surrender to his lordship, it means that you relinquish control. It means you hand him the remote. You hand him the keys. So the question for us today is, since we've established that Jesus is Lord, I want to ask you, have you surrendered to him? So we're going to look at two levels of surrender. Okay, there's only two levels of surrender that we're going to look at. The first is the partially surrendered life. Now, this is where I think a majority of Americans live, that they live a partially surrendered life. They believe in God, but then they live like he doesn't exist. And Jesus said in, in Luke, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but don't do what I say? In other words, you're giving me lip service, but you're not giving me life service. You're saying one thing, but then you're doing something else. You haven't totally surrendered to me. I think many people say that they believe in Jesus, but they still want to take control. Lord, I'm going to give you some things. Lord, I'm going to give you some of my Sundays, not all of my Sundays, of course, but I'm going to give you some of my Sundays and, and an occasional Wednesday night. But Lord, don't ask for my Fridays and Saturday nights. Those belong to me. Okay, Lord, I'm, I'm not going to surrender all my money to you. You know, that whole thing of the, the 10% and stuff, it, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and I'll just kind of keep control of the money. Lord, I know my kids, you gave them to me, but you know, I really know what's best. What is it that you are hanging on to? Lord, I'll trust you with maybe my salvation, but man, I'm not going to trust you with everything. And Jesus says, why are you calling me Lord, Lord, but don't do what I say? Craig Rochelle uh, pastor of Life Church, preaching on this very subject, he uh, translated a verse out of the Bible, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. And did we get it up on the screen this time? And you may not be familiar with the PSV version. In fact, Marcia, who was doing the Bible app for the bulletin, she called me. She goes, What is the PSV version? I've been looking for it, I can't find it anywhere. I said, That's the partially surrendered version. Okay, so let's read this together. This may be a little different than what you're used to hearing. Trust in the Lord with some of your heart. Okay, not all of it, because that, that's fully surrendered. Okay, this is partially surrendered. Lean on your own understanding. In some of your ways, acknowledge Him. And you can make your path straight. Okay, that's the partially surrendered version. Okay. Friends, I want to tell you something. Jesus is no part-time Lord. And he doesn't want part-time followers. He says, I want you to follow me. I want you to take up your cross and follow me daily. If you want to lose your life or find your life, you first have to lose it in me. So I'm going to ask you a question. So we got plenty of room in the bulletin on the notes section. I want you to take sometime just in the next few moments during the sermon and write something that you have not fully surrendered to the Lord. So I want to ask you that question. What is it that you have not fully surrendered to the Lord? And then I want you to write that down, okay? That way you acknowledge it, that I have not fully given this to the Lord. Lord, I know you gave me these kids, but you know, 
I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep control of them. Lord, my health, you know, I really know better than probably you do on, on, on the health thing, so let me just do that. Uh, Lord, my, I know I've got a little bit of a temper, but do you realize how stupid people are? And they just set me off, so let me just take, take care of that one. Lord, I, I, I'm in this relationship with this guy or this girl, and yeah, yeah, I know they're not a believer, but man, I really love them, and I'm, I'm going to change them, so I'll give you my life, but Lord, I'm, I'm going to hang on to this relationship, and you know my, my finances, Lord, there's some things that I like to spend my money on that maybe you wouldn't approve, so let me just take care of the finances, okay? You, you don't need to, to worry about that. And my future, Lord, I've got my future all planned out. I've got it, all the details. So, uh, so, Lord, I'll just take care of that one. You don't need to worry about my future. That's a lukewarm, half-hearted, partially surrendered life. And again, Jesus is no part-time Lord, and he doesn't want part-time followers. And maybe that's where you're at right now. Maybe that partially surrendered version is just for you because you're living a partially surrendered life. The second level of surrender is where some of you are, and I hope all of us get to, and that is the fully surrendered life. That's the all-in not holding anything back, not when it's a convenient Christian, but I'm all in that type of commitment. Not just for Sundays only, but I'm all in. Romans 14, and I read this scripture this past week at Judy Brick's funeral service, and I'm just going to pause right here. These flowers here was left here in memory by her family, a beautiful lady, and went to be with the Lord. And I, I read this passage of Scripture at her funeral service, and it takes on a whole different meaning when, when you think about it in life and death. For we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. If we live, it's to honor the Lord. And if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. So who do we belong to? You go back to that word curios means Lord or supreme controller. Our life is not our own, but it belongs to somebody else. Last night I did a, a wedding, and part of the ceremony, you know, you always exchange rings, and we say a few things about a ring. And, and I explained to them, okay, when you give this ring to this other person, that means you don't belong to yourself anymore. You belong to somebody else. So you're going to give... A ring which symbolizes that I now belong to somebody else. I have made a commitment to somebody else. And so whether you're out in public or whether you're by yourself or together, when somebody sees a wedding ring, that's a symbol to the world that they have made a commitment to somebody else and their life doesn't belong to them alone anymore. They have committed their life to somebody else. Friends, when we are baptized into Jesus Christ, such as in our baptistry right here, it's a, a symbol publicly that you belong to somebody else, that your life isn't your own anymore. And when we give our life to somebody else, that means I have to give up control, and sometimes it's costly. I shared in the first service that I had a youth minister that worked with me, one of the first ones, that he literally spent his blood to buy 
his wife a wedding ring. He was a college student at Ozark Christian College, and he donated enough blood at the Missouri Red Cross, and they paid him for each donation that he was able to buy a wedding ring. Now, I don't know how expensive it was, but it literally cost him his blood. You see, when we go all in and we commit to somebody else, it's going to cost you something. It's not free. But today, we see the casual approach to to Jesus, the six-pound, eight-ounce baby Jesus. You know, Jesus is my buddy. He's my pal. And I want you to know that Jesus isn't just a little Lord Jesus in a manger. He's not just the Savior on the cross, Jesus, but he's the risen king, the coming back on a white horse with a sword, ready to do battle, king of kings and lord of lords. Amen? And he's either going to find you ready, a fully devoted, all-in, fully surrendered believer, or he's going to find you a partially surrendered person. Let me read to you the real translation of that verse I read. This is the fully surrendered version found in NIV trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight now I like the amplified version the way they translated this word acknowledge it really means to know the Greek word there the Hebrew word is yada to know It's the same word used to describe in the verses where Adam knew Eve. That that means to know somebody. Now, I learned that when I was in Bible college. I had no idea what it meant to know somebody in the biblical sense, okay? You guys understand what I'm talking about? You know, oh, he knew her in the biblical sense. That means there was an intimate relationship. Not just a sexual relationship, but an intimate relationship. And the word there, to know, means to have an intimate relationship, to intimate fellowship with Jesus Christ. That's what it means to make Him your Lord. So in all your ways, know Him. But I think one of the reasons that we don't trust Him is that we really don't know Him. To know Him is to surrender to Him. It's all about the Lordship. It's all about a relationship. It's all about yada, to know, to love the Lord your God. Now, here's a tragedy. I believe that there are too many people that just kind of go through life and they try to check all the boxes. You know, I come to church fairly often. Hey, I even got wet over here. I give some money on on occasion. In fact, I even gave some money to the guy dressed in the Santa suit ringing the bell, you know. I even went above, Lord, that that ought to count for. And I'm a genuine good person. So that really covers it, doesn't it, Lord? I think one of the most frightening verses in the Bible deals with people like that. Found in Matthew chapter 7. And let me tell you, if you're a partially surrendered person right now living in a partially surrendered life it ought to scare you to death because Jesus said 
Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not drive out demons and perform many miracles? And I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Do you understand? That's where a lot of people, even people inside a church building, are living this partially surrendered life. But Lord, wasn't I a good person? Yeah, you're a good person, but that doesn't have anything to do with it. You weren't in a relationship. You didn't yada. You didn't know Jesus Christ as Lord. You called me, Lord. You gave me a lot of lip service, but I don't want lip service. I want life service. So there's a big difference in calling Jesus Lord and surrendering to him. He's not a part-time Lord, and he doesn't want part-time followers. And those part-time followers at some time are going to be separated away. And they're going to hear those words uh, away from me. I, I never knew you. There was no relationship. You see, we want God to prove himself before we trust him. But God says, I want you to trust me and then I'll prove myself to you. You see, faith always comes first. Because the Bible says, without faith, you cannot please God. So he's either Lord of all, or he's not Lord at all. So we don't make him Lord. God's already made Jesus Christ Lord. We surrender to his lordship. So that's really what it boils down to today. Is Jesus the Lord of your life or not? You're either fully surrendered or you're partially sur surrendered. And I think the time th that we live in today, friends, it, it, there's no middle ground anymore. You're either on fire living for God or you're not. The times where the lines have been blurred uh, are over. You're either on fire living for God or you're not. It's that simple. I want to conclude today with a few verses that speak of the Lordship of Jesus. And whether you acknowledge Him as Lord of your life, at some point you will, because Philippians 2, 10 and 11 says that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Romans 14, 11 and 12 says, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me. Every tongue confess so that each of us will give an account for himself. You see, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess at some time, but it may be too late. If you've been living that partially surrendered life, you may not get a chance to straighten it out. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but God's gift is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Luke 6 says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? I will show you what he is like when it comes to me and hears my voice and puts him into practice. He is like a man building the house who dug down deep and laid the foundations on a rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck, but the house could not shake because it was well built. 
But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment that the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Let me finish with this verse here. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There was a new pastor at a church that his first Sunday there, he preached on the Lordship of, of Christ. It was a good sermon. They liked it. Next week, guess what? He preached on the Lordship of Christ again. They liked it. The third week, he preached on the Lordship of Christ again. And the fourth week, the Lordship of Christ. And the fifth week, and finally, one of the, the church leaders said, hey, you know, I think uh, we, we understand this lordship of, of Christ deal you, can you speak on another subject he said listen when you start living like Christ is Lord I'll stop preaching about Christ being Lord friends it's time to start living like Christ is Lord and for some of you maybe you've done that for a long long time Christ has been the Lord of your life you've been all in fully surrendered fully committed some of you today may be partially surrendered. Part of your life is surrendered to the Lord, but part of it isn't. And guess what? When we haven't fully surrendered, you have not made Jesus your Lord. I told you this was going to be kind of a tough teaching today. It's not the feel-good Jesus in the, in the manger, but it's Jesus, the Lord of this earth, who came as a baby in a manger... Rose as a savior, but he's coming back as a reigning king, ready to do battle and to destroy the enemies of evil. And you're either going to be with him or you're not. Plain and simple, friends. So some of you today need to quit living this partially surrendered life today and fully surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I don't want any of you to hear those words away from me I never knew you I want you to hear the words well done good and faithful servant I want you to finish the course well so you surrendered or you haven't there's no middle ground so I want to ask you today do you know the Savior have you surrendered to him? Lord, as we um, have looked at this carol and that phrase in there, the little Lord Jesus, Lord, we know you're the Savior. And Lord, it's my prayer and my hope that each of us will commit to living a fully committed, fully surrendered life to you. And Lord, if there's something in our life that we're hanging on to that we're holding back, Lord, that we just lay it at, at, the, at the cross. That, Lord, we just give it to you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing a, this, this carol, Away in a Manger. And maybe you've been challenged today that you just need to, to surrender your life and, and to give it all to him. Maybe you're going through something that you're struggling with right now this week that you just... You need some extra prayer. 
want you to, to come to our decision room today where you'll be loved on and prayed for. We can introduce you to Jesus, the Savior of this world.